everybody. Here we are. We are GFBS. We're Grand Fork's best source. And it's time now for your Berkshire Hathaway bi-weekly podcast. And joining us on the show today, your realty expert, John Brodine. And we'll be back to talk with John Brodine from Berkshire Hathaway right after this. Look, if home feels too big, let's get you a smaller one. And it's okay if the process seems daunting or you're having a hard time letting go. Because our network agents have the expertise to help you downsize and get you to just the right size. Now, let's go get you home. Look. And there we go. And uh, GFBS would like to welcome back the piano lady. She's here. <laughs> John, I don't think you know anything about the piano lady, but um, how are you, man? Good, man. Good. How about yourself? Good. Uh, I was following you on social media this past weekend. Uh, you were down beating people up or something. Uh, yeah, tell yeah. us about uh, your weekend. So, yeah, we drove down to the cities on Friday. Um, my, I, so I had my tournament all day on Saturday. Um, it was a long day. I had nine matches total. Uh, and there were some really tough guys in my division. So, But I, I did pretty well. I was happy with how it went. I got gold in the gi and then silver in no gi. Wow. So, yeah. Nine fights in one day? Is, yep. is that common? Uh, that's a pretty big tournament. Like that's, that's a lot for even for a tournament because this, this particular tournament is round robin. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have a lot more matches. When it's a single elimination tournament, you know, you might have to win your first match, your second match, and then your third match is maybe the gold medal match mm-hmm. or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, in, a, in a round robin, I had four matches in each division or uh, I, I guess one guy dropped out of the tournament. So I had three matches in the round robin in my no-gi division. I had four matches in the round robin in my gi division. And then the two guys out of – so there's two sides of the bracket. The two guys with the best records face off okay. in the final. So no gi and gi. Yeah, gi is like the judo uniform. Oh, okay. Um, like you probably, if you saw my picture that mm-hmm. I posted, the first one where I had first place, that's the gi. Okay. Um, and the difference is you can grab onto it. You know, you can use it yep. to hold onto them and do throws. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can do certain submissions with the gi. And then no gi is a little more like wrestling. Okay. It's faster. Um, you know, you can slip out of things easier sure um, just a, it, so it's slightly different technique but still same sport so this might be a dumb question but do you have like a belt yep yep i'm a blue, blue belt you're a blue belt so, okay well yeah. you don't you don't look too beat up you look pretty good no, man. no injuries just sore and tired man yeah i bet i bet yeah. uh so then you'd get to take sunday off and just chillax a little bit yeah we don't train sundays to begin with but then i was back in the gym monday and tuesday so you know i could talk about this stuff all day but yeah um, i know i'd love to I, I guess you're here for a reason right yeah yeah. Uh, you know, this is a question I wanted to ask you. Um, you know, I'm, maybe I'm looking for a new house. And so I'm going to put mine on the market. Now, do I list my home before I go look for a new house? Or do I list it after I've already found a new house? Or what would you recommend? And what what should somebody do? So I'm glad you asked this. And this is something that we end up handling all the time with people. And it's, it's really going to depend on the type of market that you're in. So if you would have asked me this in 2019, Mm -hmm. a little different answer than what it's going to be right now. Okay. The market we're in right now is a strong seller's market. That means there's a lot of buyers in the market looking for a home for each listing that's on the market. In a buyer's market, it's the other way around. There's a lot of listings on the market for each buyer that's out there looking. Right. Um, So the biggest question that I would ask you is after I send you to the bank, I'd say is your pre-approval letter 
contingent on you selling your home or not. Okay. Okay. So if it is contingent on you selling your home, and and for most people it's going to be, not always, um, then yes, you should list your home and get an accepted offer before you get serious about home shopping. Here's the reason for that. So, uh, you know, we're, we're, you can, well, so most people are going to say to me, they're going to say, well, what if I, what if I can't find a place or what if I can't find my new house in time? Mm -hmm. Remember it's a seller's market. You're the seller on the sale of your home. You have all the leverage. You can negotiate to make your sale of your home contingent upon you finding your home of choice, meaning that you could extend the closing date as long as you needed to in order to find and close on your home of choice and you close on them both on the same day. So that's the nice thing about you having the leverage as the seller. You're not going to be in a situation where you're rushed. You're not going to lose a deal. You're not going to be forced to sell Mm -hmm. if you can't find a house. Um, We also have the leverage as a seller so we could set the original closing date out quite a ways, a little farther than normal. So you have plenty of time to find um, the right home. Um, So those are the two biggest concerns people have with listing their home before they really start shopping. Well, yeah. And how many people can afford, I would imagine, um, okay, the house you want to sell, you still have. You've just purchased a new home. Yep. How many people can afford two mortgages? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So you don't, and and we'll we'll get into that even more too, because Mm -hmm. the bank you know, the bank has to say you qualify to buy this new home, even if you continue to home, own your own home indefinitely. Okay. So that would be, you know, if you're making a lot more money than when you bought your home and you have a lot of equity in your home and you can afford the two payments based on, you know, your debt to income ratio. And, and I've seen it happen, but, mm-hmm. but I'd say on more, more than half the situations, they do need to sell in order to buy their next home. So why do we want to sell and get a contract on your home before? Um, well, like we said, it's a seller's market. So, uh, you know, there's a, it's going to be a situation where when we're shopping for a home, if you have a home sale contingency, even if you outbid the other buyers, like let's say you outbid the next highest buyer on the, on the perfect dream home for you mm-hmm. by $4,000, they might, they're probably going to take the $4,000 less offer if it doesn't have a home sale contingency. Oh, sure. A, a home sale contingency presents a lot of risk to a seller because there's a lot of stuff that could go wrong. An offer without a home sale contingency has a lot fewer things that can go wrong. The biggest, probably the biggest riskiest contingency for a seller is a home sale contingency. Because how do I know you're going to price your home right? How do I know that your home is going to show well? How do I know that people are going to like it? Um, even in this market, you, when you price and market a home properly, it's going to sell. Um, but the sellers just don't want to take that risk of something going wrong with your sale. Um, so... Uh, yeah, if you have a, if you have a contingency, it's going to be really hard to get a seller to accept your offer in this market. Um, so yeah, there's lots of buyers who don't have homes to sell and you're going to be competing against them, which, which you really, that's an unfair competition. If you've got a home to sell, the other buyers don't have a home to sell. You can outbid them. You're still going to probably lose. Um, yeah. So if you don't have to sell your home in order to qualify to buy the next one, this is the ultimate best case scenario for you. Um, so instead of having to put your house on the market before you start shopping, you can start shopping before you put your house on the market. Um, and because since you don't have to make it contingent upon your home selling, you can actually compete against, uh, against buyers who don't have a house to sell at all because your offer is not contingent. So your offer looks exactly the same as theirs. Mm -hmm. So you actually have a good shot. If your dream home comes up, you actually have a good shot of getting it. Whereas if you have to make that home sale contingency, even if you wait for your dream home to come up, chances are you're not going to get it. It's going to be somebody else's dream home too. You're going to get outbid or you're just going to, they're not going to take your offer. Um, 
So you might be worried that you could get stuck owning two properties, right? Because mm-hmm. you're offering on this home with no contingency before you even list your home. Um, but in this market, like I said, if something is priced properly and marketed properly, it is going to sell. Um, so even though that might, so there's a leap of faith on both sides, sure. right? Um, but this leap of faith can amount, this, this leap of faith can be less hassle to you because you don't have to worry about putting your house on the market, getting it all ready, dealing with showings. Um, cause even if you don't find a house, then you never put your house on the market at all. And it's, and it's fine for you. You know, um, years ago, uh, we bought our first starter house in Grand Forks and, uh, we wanted to buy when we bought our second home. Uh, they were in the same boat as, as we were. It was uh, contingency on us selling our home. Well, they were in the same boat. Uh, they needed to find a new home yep. before they could move out. So what we did was we kind of flip-flopped mortgages, if you will. Um, they yep. paid ours. We paid theirs until they bought their house, whatever, whatever. The only bad thing about that was, was their mortgage was about twice as what ours was. So we paid it, you know, for a couple of months mm-hmm. uh, before they were able to find a new home and we were able to move in and, and sell ours. Oh, okay. Interesting. And they paid your mortgage? They paid what we would normally pay for ours. We paid what they would normally pay for theirs. And we just kind of paid Even each other's. they weren't buying your home. Even though they weren't buying our oh, home. No. That's an interesting setup. Yeah. Well, that, save them a lot of money. Heard of that. Yeah. That, that worked out well for them. I don't know if I've heard of that one before. Um, but, and how many months did you have to wait? It was a couple. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's really not, a, not, not that big of a deal. Time. So you agreed to buy their house. Was their house on the market? Yeah. Yes, it was. Okay. So you agreed to buy their house and then wait for them to find mm-hmm. the type of house that they were looking yeah. for. Yeah. And you had your house and did you already have an offer on your house? Uh, we did not have an offer on our house yet. So how long, how much longer did it take for you to sell yours? Uh, not that much. Like I said, it was it all was like said and done in a couple for, of months. For both houses. Mm-hmm. So it worked out pretty well. It worked out pretty yeah. good, but uh, that's kind of a unique story for you. Never heard that before um it's a little it'd be a little unusual because if you're not living in the house Mm -hmm. for you to pay their mortgage is a little different and then if they're not the one buying your house and they're not living in your house that's a little unusual for them to be paying your mortgage and it sounds like uh, like you said they were they're paying less than you were and and i'm sure it's probably not something that's recommended very often to do if i was representing (laughs) them i might like it yeah (laughs) but but no you hear new stuff like that every day so that's that's interesting to me Mm -hmm. and it worked out and you got what you wanted and and they got what they wanted and you made it happen so that's what matters and you know you use the word contingency a lot yes and and I i mean i know what it means but if somebody's just tuning in today what exactly does that word mean because that word means a ton in this business. Yes. So I'll try to explain this as simply as possible. A contingency is something that needs to happen in order for you to move forward. So for example, pretty much anybody who's buying a house using a loan, um, there's a financing contingency. It's contingent on you successfully getting your financing. So if you're buying my house and your your purchase of my house is contingent on your financing going through, and let's say uh, you know something changes drastically in your financial situation where you no longer qualify, you'd be able to back out of it because your financing contingency was not met. Mm-hmm. And that would mean you get your earnest money back. Okay. Um, and so it's basically like a, on a typical home sale when, when nobody has a house to sell to buy the, you know, if, if you're buying my house mm-hmm. and you're renting right now, so you mm-hmm. don't need to sell a home or anything. Um, it's pretty normal for your offer to be contingent on financing, inspection, and appraisal. Those are the three common contingencies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, if you're buying cash, 
Now you don't need to have that. You don't need to have that appraisal contingency if you don't want it. Yep. You're not going to have the financing contingency, and it's up to you if you have the inspection contingency. Even if you're buying a house with a mortgage, you don't need to have an inspection contingency. You could drop your inspection contingency if you were in a bidding war and you wanted your offer to be more attractive. Okay. Uh, and if let's say you live in a house right now that you need to sell, and you're trying to buy mine, and you're pre-approved subject to you selling your home, then you're going to have a financing contingency an inspection contingency, probably an appraisal contingency and a home sale contingency. Mm-hmm. So, so basically it means it's, it's like a subject to something happening. There you go. Yeah. There you go. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. Um, what is supply like, or, or how many houses are on the market right now? Right now, 139, 139, and I believe 34 or 35 of them already have accepted offers and are waiting for that inspection contingency to clear. Okay. So, um, how busy are you uh, very running busy. around pretty good? Yeah, it's probably, I'm, I'm so, you know, you know how I always say we go in waves where mm-hmm. you get really busy, you have a lot of business. So I've, I've gotten a ton of, I think I probably have close to 10 pending deals right now. And, wow. um, so now trying to help them along from contract to close a couple new listings coming up within the next couple of weeks. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty swamped still. It's that busy time of year, hot market. So interest rates still hanging down there two seven ish somewhere around there yeah you know what i didn't check before i came in um but i think they're still right in that like two seven to to two nine range Mm -hmm. um yeah i should check on that to be sure so Um, it it, now's the time to buy now's the time to buy um it low interest rates benefit everybody there's not many things in a market that benefit both buyers and sellers because those two kind of compete against each other right Mm -hmm. uh fine uh Interest rates are probably, it's probably like the only thing that benefits both buyers and sellers because it allows buyers to afford more house um, and it allows sellers to get more money for their house. And the only person taking less money is the bank over the term of that 30-year loan. Sure. So uh, The ones that should be taking the less. Yeah, the there least. you go. There you go. We want the homeowners and the home buyers to be winning. Mm-hmm. How does somebody get a hold of realty expert John Brodeen? Uh, follow my Facebook page, John Brodeen Berkshire Hathaway Realtor, for monthly market updates and lots of information. Uh, reach out to me on my cell um, if you are wanting to become my client reach out to me on my cell phone, 701-213-5428. And we can't say this enough. Uh, you want to get a hold of him early. If you're thinking yes. about getting into a new home sometime this summer or even fall, yep. now's the time to get a hold of John Brody. 100%. And I tell you what, if you get that new house, you want to tweak it a little bit, get a hold of Executive Properties. They can get all types of stuff done for you. Kitchen, bathrooms, doors, siding, concrete, cabinets, trim and tile. They're going to listen to what you want done, and they're going to do it right. They've got over 30 years of experience, one heck of a crew over there. Executive Properties, buy that new house, maybe make it look a little different for you. Call them up, 701-330-1273, or check out executiveproperties.org. John Brodine, are you going to be back again on Friday? Yes, I'll be back Friday. All right. Looking forward to it. There you go. That's your Berkshire Hathaway bi-weekly podcast on GFBS. GFBS.